0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. These are the MMA Minutes. I am Sean Anderson, and alongside me, as always, Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How you doing? Nothing much. A lot. I'm, I'm really happy today. I, I know was, you're really
1: happy. It's C- a very exciting day. It's a C- very exciting weekend.
0: CM Punk made weight, and uh, <laughs> I'm super excited. A little nervous after his interview with Ariel Helwani, where he was kind of, uh, kind of holding back the information on his weight cut, but he shows up. Looking all smiles, probably going through hell last night, and uh, he's looking fantastic, and he made weight, so we are going to see CM Punk's debut tomorrow. We'll talk about that a little later on uh, when we preview UFC 203 and the main card for UFC 203. But real quick, we want to jump into some news about UFC 205, the first event in about 15 years in New York. Uh, for the UFC, UFC 205 is gonna be taking place at Madison Square Garden. Definitely the first event taking place in Madison Square Garden for the it's UFC. right Around the corner
1: too. It's in November. November so get 12th. Get yes ready.
0: November 12th, and there's a lot of news going around. There's a lot of news, especially about Wonder Boy, because Wonder Boy's supposed to be uh, recovered from his injury by then, and you know, with uh, w- with um. Woodley, Woodley Woodley just winning the belt and Woodley saying he does not want to fight Wonderboy. There's been a lot of talk there, but Wonderboy said he should be ready for November, so a lot of people are, are slating that in, but there's news coming out from Ariel Hawani Pretty reliable guy. Pretty guy. Guy knows his stuff. He knows
1: his stuff, right?
0: He's got a couple ways to find out information. He's got a couple, uh, got a couple of tricks up his sleeve here and there. Uh, he just tweeted: McGregor versus Alvarez is the top choice for the main event of UFC 205, but it is still far from a done deal. And if you know, you're wondering why this is a big deal because Conor McGregor, the featherweight champion. Uh, who has not defended his belt? He has three fights outside of the division and still has not defended his belt since he beat Jose Aldo. Would be taking on uh, Eddie Alvarez, the lightweight champion. Conor McGregor almost had a shot at the lightweight uh, belt. Almost when, he, when
1: Rafael dos Andres was the champion,
0: and Rafael dos Andres broke his foot, pulled out of the fight, and that's when we got the uh, the the Diaz versus McGregor fights going on. So let's jump into this real quick. What are your thoughts on McGregor versus Alvarez? Because after the last Diaz fight. Uh, Dana White said, win, lose, or draw. Conor McGregor's defending his featherweight belt. This is saying he's not defending his belt. What are your thoughts on this?
1: You know what? I'm not too upset that he's fighting for the lightweight championship because he's fighting for a belt. It's not official yet. It's not official yet. Don't want anyone suing Right, right. But he's... It's for a belt. It would be for a belt. He'd be Mm -hmm. contesting for a belt, so I'm not too upset because he'd be fighting for a belt if he won the lightweight championship and then defended his featherweight belt as both the featherweight and lightweight championship. It puts a really big feather in your cap, so I think Conor McGregor's trying to play the game a little bit and see what see what's going on um eddie alvarez eddie alvarez is such a dog he loves to fight he's got really heavy hands the former bellator lightweight champion is now the ufc lightweight champion he's his career has literally come full circle the the stars couldn't couldn't have aligned better for either man so i'm not too upset i'm excited to see what happens for both guys
0: in the future I'm I'm pretty upset, mainly because I want Conor <laughs> McGregor to defend, to defend, his, defend belt. his belt. Right. I, I right. don't think that's a lot to ask for. I think Conor McGregor should defend his belt. I do, too. I uh, really do
1: believe that Jose Aldo has earned his shot. He is the interim featherweight champion. I don't believe that he should be defending his interim championship. He should just just unify that title and
0: fight McGregor for the undisputed featherweight championship. Then blame McGregor. Uh, This this is McGregor's (laughs) fault. McGregor should, I don't know, defend his belt. He's the champion. Defend his belt. I think if he takes this fight with Alvarez, he's done as the featherweight champion. And I wouldn't really call him the featherweight champion because he knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. And it kind of seems like he's ducking Jose Aldo. Doesn't it? Because he he beats him in 13 seconds and, and doesn't want to go back and fight Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo did land a lead uh left hook that cut McGregor right over the eyebrow. But that's when he missed
1: with the right hand. That's when McGregor was able to clock him right through the guard. And um, I mean it scarred McGregor. It's in it's in it's interesting. If that fight were to go on a little bit longer, there's a lot of questions with the 13 second knockout. So we're gonna have to see. I would I I would agree with you on the on one hand, yes. Conor McGregor should defend his featherweight championship, but even he's fighting for a belt, so this fight has a purpose. It has a sense of meaning behind it, rather than just, I lost to Diaz, so let me get that one back, because it it wasn't for anything.
0: It does have a purpose, and then if he wins that lightweight belt, that's where uh, Nate fights, mostly. So then if Nate can move his way up the lightweight rankings... Then we might see McGregor versus Diaz for a belt, which would make that more important. But then again, looking at Conor McGregor, you know he he talks up all this this hype to get to that main event to 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 fight Jose Aldo, had to beat Chad Mendes for the interim belt. He fought his way up the featherweight rankings and and talked his way to, to pay per view monstrous sales, and then he gets the belt and doesn't want to defend it. I just feel like that's a that's a little cheap there, especially for Jose Aldo, who ran through featherweight the featherweight division for years with i wouldn't necessarily
1: belt. say ran through he he, he was twenty nine and one the only one he finished the only fighter he finished was Chad mendez, and that was due to ane um he didn't he lose f- in
0: the u f c outside of <laughs> no hunter
1: no he didn't but um he also fought uh, he fought a lot of tough guys and they all went five rounds with him most of them went five rounds with him the only two like i said were the first fight with chad mendez and then the uh the korean zombie fight chan sung jung when he fought the korean zombie the korean zombie threw an overhand right dislocated his shoulder And then that's when uh, Aldo pretty much pounced on him, and that's when the referee had to end the fight. So those two victories, the the Chad Mendes finish is completely legitimate. Uh, The Chan Sung Jung finish is kind of a freak accident. But the other featherweights that he's fought have taken him the distance, and those were featherweights at their best, at their peak, whereas McGregor was running through... Featherweights, he was knocking featherweights out. The only featherweight he hasn't knocked out is someone who's on a nine-fight win streak and Max Blessed Holloway.
0: See, but the, but then again, if you look at that, I mean, you also look at with look at uh, Jose Aldo's seven defenses. He fought Kenny Florian, who fought for the belt multiple multiple times. Multiple times. Mark Hominick, that was his first title offense. Mark Hominick is not a not a guy to, to walk over. Chad Mendes, obviously twice. Uh, he beat Frankie Edgar twice, and the the first time, uh, the, the last time was uh, for an extremely belt. decisive. Yeah, but the the, the first time. Uh, was uh, was defending his belt, beating Chan Sung Jung, who was a, a up-and-comer then. And, and that was a very competitive fight, too. Very competitive fight. And also Ricardo Lamas, who was a top-five featherweight. Evan, if you look at Conor McGregor's wins—he beat Dennis Siever, who was an old man, didn't have a chin that much. He, he beat Dustin Poirier, but Dustin Poirier wasn't that great at featherweight. Moved up because of now know. he looks monstrous at lightweight. He does. Diego Brandao, who's you know, not bad. Marcus Brimage, uh, that was a the, he 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 mowed him over. That was his debut. So really, if I look at this, who he's beaten at featherweight—that's been impressive. Jose Aldo, Chad Mendes, Dustin Poirier, and Max Holloway. Outside of that, you look at Jose Aldo though—he's beaten Frankie Edgar, former champion. He's beaten Chad Mendes, who's fought for the belt three times. I believe he beat Kenny Florian who fought for the belt multiple times Ricardo Lamas is is an absolute monster right there's so many guys that he has fought and beaten he beat Uriah Faber as well in in WEC he beat Cub Swanson in WEC beat Mike Brown he's got
1: that he's got that iconic double flying knee on Cub Swanson that highlight reel
0: I just I just think that Jose Aldo deserves uh, deserves to get a get get a rematch and I'm not disagreeing with you there's a 13 second I agree too I, I think that if Connor does not defend his belt uh, and fights uh, Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight uh, the, the lightweight belt. He should be pulled, but they're not going to do that because they're going to make him win, or they're not going to make him win. They're going to see if he can win and beat Eddie Alvarez, and then say Connor's the first double double uh, division champ, and then pull him. Well, then if you also uh, if you allow me to interject, there's yeah. also the there's also the fact of John
1: Cavanaugh, uh, Conor McGregor's coach, stating that he doesn't want Connor to make that 145 pound weight cut anymore. So that could be a factor. He could be resting for that weight cut. I don't know. I don't know what his uh, coach is thinking, or what he thinks with his team, or what he's thinking with his team. But if he can't make the feather, if he can't make the featherweight uh, weight cut, then just mm-hmm. then just drop your belt and fight for the a lightweight championship.
0: I wanted this to be a quick segment. and We already gone eight minutes. So real quick, <laughs> do you think that uh, McGregor versus Alvarez happens at two o five? And then do you think? That they pull the belt off Connor if he if he does fight it lightweight anything's
1: possible. I highly doubt that they're going to pull the belt on Connor especially if he wins another one if he has two belts and defends defends his championship belt at one at either way class and wins decisively it's going to put that's gonna, like I said that 's going to put a really big feather in his cap.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll pull it from him, but I think they should. I think they definitely <laughs> should pull it from him, and I think it should be Jose Aldo versus Max Holloway for for that belt because Holloway definitely deserves it, and Aldo deserves to be the champion again. The yeah, way that Holloway's the on way a main
1: streak. Holloway's is one of the most underappreciated featherweights. Last to loss, date.
0: last loss was to Conor McGregor. Yeah, and, and, and nine and, and, fights in a row. He's been he's been mowing through people as well. Uh, one last thing from Ariel Helwani as well. He said main event for UFC still not set. One big domino needs to fall, and then they can move along. But it hasn't yet. Inter- interesting times. Uh, so the, the fights that are uh, that are kind of murmured uh at Alvarez versus McGregor uh for the lightweight belt. Uh Carolina Kovalkovich Kovakovich Kovalkovich Kovakovich that's Kovakevich. it. Kovakovich, yeah. Can't can't say that very Polish name versus Joanna Janjacek. I've had practice with that one. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's had had
1: practice with the champ's name. For the
0: uh for the strawweight belt and then also uh the Wonderboy and Woodley fight has also been murmured. So we might have three title fights maybe, we might have two title fights. I think they're going to go all out with this. But one fight that they've scheduled for UFC Two hundred five. Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cerrone. That's going to be a Walter wonderful Waite. fight. I cannot
1: wait for that fight. Hopefully, nobody gets injured in that fight. I hope the injury bug does not creep up and bite this card in the butt. This is going to be a really interesting card, if, if especially because it's in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be an iconic card for the UFC.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to see what you know Cowboy can do at welterweight because looking what he did to Rick Story, looking what he did to Patrick, Patrick Cote, Cote, he. Was phenomenal in the two fights that he that he's had at welterweight. That that combination against Rick Story hit him in the body, hit him on top, hit him in the body, then bam, head head kick. kick. It was like he he was like in slow motion, and in slow motion it it, was a jab,
1: cross to the body, lead uppercut, head kick. It was was perfect. It was
0: insane. And then going up against a guy like Robbie Lawler, a legend in the UFC, uh, former champion as well. I think that was A a long
1: time pioneer too.
0: Yeah, I think I think if I think if Cerrone can get that win at welterweight, that's gonna put him in discussion for. The the title contention belt. right away, and I, I think I think that's just a big big you know big ups to how good Donald Cerrone is, and and he's talked about how 155 just kill kills kills him, and he doesn't have to do any weight cutting for 170. So I think it's a smart thing to stay for uh to stay at welterweight for Cowboy. I think it's gonna be a fun fight.
1: I think it also kills Donald Cerrone that someone who he's beaten is now the lightweight champ. Well, he wanted
0: to fight. Eddie he Alvarez, does want to fight yeah. Eddie Alvarez still. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Now that Rafael Dos Angeles doesn't have the belt, who's beat Donald Cerrone twice, he's probably like, well, now's my chance for uh, the lightweight belt. But let's move over to UFC 203, an event that's already booked, that's happening on Saturday at the Quick and Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. The debut of CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting to it. Let's get <laughs> into this, though. Uh, the, the first fight on that main card, we got Jessica André taking on Joanne Calderwood. Joanne Calderwood. I don't know why I, I put the, the Brazilian <laughs> and Polish uh, accent on Joanne Caldero. Uh, the Scottish. Joanne Calderwood's from
1: the UK. She's from Scottish. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think. I don't know if Scottish, Scotland's a part of the UK. Anyways. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Andre versus Calderwood. What are your thoughts on this fight? And who this you is, got? This is going to be a very interesting
1: fight. Uh, Jessica J looks massive at the women's strawweight division. Joanne Jojo Calderwood has got some really sick Muay Thai from the outside training with Rasa Habi. Jessica he has got that very tough Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She's got very suffocating. She's very, excuse me, she is very suffocating in the clinch. She's got very, she's, she's almost like the Rick Story of the women's strawweight division. She's got very powerful hands and very powerful grappling. Joanne Calderwood has, has really sick Muay Thai from the outside so I think she's going to want to keep her distance against Jessica Andrade but if Jessica Andrade is able to close the distance against JoJo I think she's just going to beat her up in the clinch, take her down and look for a submission so I'm going to have to take uh, Jessica Andrade for this one.
0: Calderwood coming off a nasty KO of Valley Letourne as well or Leturno uh, as well so we'll definitely see what JoJo can do and I'm, I'm excited for that fight because Calderwood always puts on good fights and we'll see what she can do. This is going to be a very Andrade. exciting fight. Yes it will be. Let's move on to the uh, bantamweight fight that's going on. i love this fight i cannot wait for this fight myself personally the number two contender in the uh bantamweight division uriah faber the california kid the legend of uh of the, the wc yes and WEC, the only guy to beat Domino cruz taking on jimmy el terra rivera What are your thoughts on this fight? It's
1: going to be a very good fight. Jimmy Rivera actually fought Dennis Bermudez to get in, in, and lost, unfortunately, to get into the tough house, but he went back and reinvented himself, and he's actually got a very unique style. He comes from a wrestling and karate background. He trains at the same karate gym as uh, Uriah Hall, someone who's got some devastating knockout highlight reels in his uh, breadbasket. Uriah Faber is, of course, the former longtime WEC featherweight champion, and he misses that championship title. Um... He just lost to Dominic Cruz, and right now he's trying to get back into title contention. But he's
0: not, not going to fight for the title again as long as Dominic has that belt. We're gonna, Because we'll, yeah. Dom stoked him the two other times they fought. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, Uriah Faber's a gamer, so we're just
0: going to have to see. I think he's going to need to fight Dillashaw before
1: that happens. Yeah, I don't gonna think need, he's ever going uh, to fight TJ. He's going to need to put together a very mean streak in order yeah. to get back to a title fight again. But... He's going to have to start with Jimmy Rivera, and Jimmy Rivera is no joke. Jimmy Rivera likes to utilize a lot of movement. He's very powerful with his hands as well. He's got very powerful kicks, and like I said, he's got that wrestling background, so he's very explosive with his double leg takedowns and his single legs. He's very sneaky with his single legs. He's really good at changing levels, as is Uriah Faber. These two have very similar styles. Uriah Faber is also a heavy-handed wrestler. He's got very good chokes. The difference is, is that Jimmy Rivera utilizes kicks from the outside. He utilizes the outside. He utilizes his range better than Uriah Faber does. So, that being said. I'm gonna have the upset. I'm gonna take the upset. Really, I believe Jimmy Rivera is gonna win.
0: Really, I, I'm 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 picking Faber second round with a with a guillotine. I mean, his guillotine is just nasty. I, no, I, he's I, got
1: a nasty choke.
0: I I think it's gonna be Faber. I mean, Faber Faber. I know he's coming off a loss against Dom, but still, I mean, it's it Faber is Faber. Faber Faber is one of those guys that I don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff anytime the, soon.
1: Uriah Faber's only losses are title fights. That being said, his only loss that wasn't a title fight was to Frankie Edgar. So. Mm. Uriah Faber's a gamer. Uriah Faber's no joke, but I have to take Jimmy Rivera.
0: He's no joke, so that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I can't go against him. If it, it would be it would be definitely an upset if Rivera uh, wins. But I also think Rivera is actually the odds favorite for this fight. I, I believe that he actually has the. Uh, I think he's actually the favorite in this fight according to Vegas. Also, real quick, I didn't give my prediction for the Calderwood fight. I'm taking Calderwood in the, in a decision as well. So so we got two differing opinions already. and Let's go to. The fight that I'm most excited for, and, and and people might be you know listening to this and saying, oh, these guys actually don't watch MMA, these guys don't <laughs> like MMA, you know, th- this guy's an idiot who just is the host. You got CM Punk taking on Mickey Gall. You got the 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 the, the former wrestler, the former WWE champion, CM Punk, who has a record of zero zero and zero because he's never fought no amateur fights, no pro fights, taking on Mickey Gall, who has two pro fights, kind of, uh, one two amateur fights as well. Uh, he's won both of those. Called out. CM Punk, at, uh, during Looking for a Fight, Dana White's series, where he looks for f- f- fighters to sign for the UFC. Mickey Gall calls out CM Punk, and then they set this up. CM Punk's debut's kind of been 18 months in the making. Last time, or when he made the announcement that he was going to the UFC, that was at UFC 185. Anthony Pettis was still the lightweight champion. So there's there's definitely a lot has changed uh, since CM Punk made his debut. Or He's been training. Has been he had signed. to take that two years off to train. Well, he also got injured twice. Yes, he so, did so during get, training. So he had to get... Uh, Surgery twice. Before I jump in and fanboy and freak out, (laughs) give me your thoughts on Punk vs. Gall. I haven't seen CM Punk
1: fight. I've seen no one has. No one has. No one has. No one has. has. That's that's the interesting thing. Anthony Showtime Pettis said that he he will surprise a lot of people. Of course, CM Punk went to uh, Duke Rufus Rufus Sport in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. CM Punk couldn't have picked a better place to actually train and utilize his skills. ...for his mixed martial arts debut, but he's fighting a very young and hungry Mickey Gall because Mickey Gall is very scrappy. Mickey Gall, I believe, represents the next level of complete mixed martial artist because he's got very sick jiu-jitsu and he's got very good striking as well. So this is going to be a very interesting fight, and this fight I would have to give to Mickey Gall because of the fact that he has so much experience... He has experience over someone who hasn't had any fights. I have to. I. I I'm not counting out CM Punk because uh, sounds like you're... I do believe that he may have a trick up his sleeve or two, but I believe Mickey Gall is just gonna just is just gonna is just gonna take off in the in
0: the later rounds in the second and third rounds. See, logic says that you're right. I mean, a guy who's never stepped in an octagon at all, a guy a professional octagon. He, he's been in front of a crowd, so I don't think the crowd's gonna is gonna psych him out. Oh, not CM at Punk. all. But I see your logic here, but then again, I go back to I uh, what, two thousand eight, two thousand seven when I went to Detroit, Michigan, WrestleMania twenty three, I saw CM Punk live at WrestleMania. It was one of the coolest things ever. <laughs> he, he wasn't even on, on that important of a fight, but I it, it just he, he's a Chicago kid. I've watched him in the WWE because I, I was the hometown weird, hero. I was a weird fanboy kid who liked who liked uh who liked wrestling. And uh, I just, I, I'm excited for this fight. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can finally do. He looked fantastic at the weigh-ins. Uh, he did. And he didn't
1: look drawn out. He looked healthy. He did look very good at the weigh-ins. And he looked happy. And that's the first step. A lot of people say that the weigh-ins is
0: the first fight. Yeah. And he, and he looked happy too, which, which was definitely, uh, which was definitely exciting. And, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, uh, I'm, just, I want to pick him. I want to pick him so badly. I want to pick. I want to pick CM Punk and I'm going to do it. I don't know why. I, 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 I think He they... could
1: surprise a lot of people. I he think... can prove everybody wrong. It is very possible. In this sport, in a sport of mixed martial arts just like this, anything can happen. So it isn't impossible that CM Punk can get the victory. It's not impossible. It's very possible and plausible that he can get the victory. Log- but as you said earlier, logic states that someone with experience can trump anybody who doesn't have experience and Mickey Gall has four fights combined with amateur and pro so we're gonna have to see
0: I think I just think that uh CM Punk I think I think it was somewhere uh talking that Gall is gonna try to wear you know try to finish him in the first round Kind of wear himself out, and then CM Punk's gonna try to just. I, I just, I think it's gonna be like a sneaky guillotine or something, a guillotine where where he tries to go, where Gall goes for a takedown, and he's able to wrap it up, kind of like the Kane, uh, Verdoom fight, where where Kane shoots for the takedown, and, and then Verdoom wraps it up. I know, you know, Fabrizio Verdoom's like a six six belt black belt, but I don't care. I don't care. CM Punk's going to win this fight. He's going to win it second round sub. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's a stupid thing. It's a stupid, stupid prediction. I'll take Mickey Gall first round knockout. How about that? I hate you. I hate you so much. Uh, All right. This is the first time though. I I mean, logic states that you're right. but, But looking at this fight are uh, looking at the fights that we've this talked This is going to be a very interesting fight. We have three different picks so far. It's, it's going to be a very interesting we, card. We've picked three different. You have Andre Andrade in the first fight. I have Calderwood. You have Rivera in the second fight. I have Faber. I have Punk in the third fight, mainly because I just want CM Punk to win. Uh, I think that'd be crazy if he did win. Uh, and you have Gall. And let's move on to the co-main event. I don't think we're going to change. I don't think we're going to differ on this one. And speaking of Fabricio Verdoom, Fabricio Verdoom taking on Travis Brown in the co-main event. What a rematch. Need? a rematch where Fabricio
1: pretty much beat, spanked beat Travis him Brown yeah, beat him for down. 5
0: rounds. Uh what are your thoughts on Verdum versus Brown?
1: It's going to be a very interesting two. fight. Both guys are yeah, this, the two um it's going to be a very interesting fight like I said. Uh it's going to be a very big fight. It's a very important fight for both fighters. Travis Brown, Travis Brown has to he has to Hmm. Travis Brown has to realize where he is and where he stacks up in the heavyweight division of the UFC. He's Fabri- got to make up for that that loss against Kane. Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum is hungry. He's the former champion. He wants to get back at the winner of this main event. It's going to be a very interesting fight. Fabricio Verdum, of course, he... Loves to utilize his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's very sneaky and crafty with his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Submitted Cain Velasquez with a guillotine in order to win the UFC's heavyweight championship. He submitted uh, Minotauro Nogueira. So he's a very long-time uh, veteran of the sport And, of course, he's training at Kings MMA with Rafael Cordero. Also, the guy
0: that he beat Fedor as well.
1: Yeah, he beat Fedor. He beat Fedor. He's done the impossible. He's beaten Fedor. Um, He actually gave Fedor his first loss before Fedor win on that skid. Um, But, as I said, Fabrizio Verdum has really polished up his striking. Travis Brown has got to get something going here. Travis Brown has to wonder where he stacks in the UFC's heavyweight division, like I said earlier. It's going to be... This is going to be an interesting fight to watch. I want to see the improvements that Travis Brown has made as well as Fabricio Verdum because both guys are coming off of knockout losses and really want to get back into title contention. And I believe this is going to be a very competitive fight. The most competitive fight of the night. Of really? The, other than the main event, this is going to be a very
0: competitive fight. Really? This is going to be a very competitive fight. I think Fabricio is going to smoke him again. I think Fabricio is just motivated. I think that Travis and Brown— And he is motivated. Well, tra- And Travis Brown has not looked the same since he went to Glendale fighting camp. When, when he moved to, to to train with Edmund, with Ronda, I just— I, I agree. He hasn't looked the same. I agree. And coming off a loss— Yeah, it's better when he was with Greg Jackson. Yeah, and, and coming, off 100%. A, coming off a loss like that to Kane so quickly, I and mean, then going to fight Fabricio— it's not a step down in competition. You're basically kind of stepping up as well. I mean, Fabrizio. You are Kane, stepping up. Fabrizio and Kane are on the same level to me. I think. I think that Kane's just injury kind of holds, injury problems hold him back. But I, I Fabrizio and Kane are those elite heavyweights here, along with Stipe and, and Overeem. I think Brown's not there yet, and I don't think this is gonna. I don't think that anything's gonna change really. I think Fabrizio is gonna be able to to take him down, and and, and is gonna win any any fight on the ground. I mean, really. I mean, I don't think anyone in the, in the heavyweight division can be, beat Fabrizio on the. If, Fabrizio on the ground, and I think I think he's just going to smoke Travis. I'll tell you what, Travis Brown is at his best when he's utilizing his
1: footwork and movement, when he's utilizing his range and his distance properly, when he's utilizing his level changes properly. Mm-hmm. We've seen gl- we have seen glimpses of potential from Travis Brown, but we have he has be- he's he's had trouble putting it all together. But That's he's, regressed he's, he he's regressed lately. He has regressed. We're gonna have to see how he puts it all together. But like I said. I
0: believe Fabrizio Verdoom is going to win,
1: and I think he's going to win by TKO.
0: I think he's going to win by a sub. I I I think that he's going to try to take him down and just wear him out there. And I think he's going to I think he's going to submit him maybe third or second round. I think I think he's going to be able to beat beat down Travis Brown. I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. I think Travis needs to go, go kind of get his confidence back up. Instead of you know he, he took this fight on short notice. He, it does seem like he's very motivated to win this fight, but then again I just don't I don't see him putting it all together, and beating Fabrizio. Let's move on to the main event, though. This one I'm super excited for. This because... is a big
1: fight, both literally and figuratively. The baddest man <laughs> on the planet. No, what Nothing better than to have Steve Miocic versus Alistair Overeem. It's going to be a very interesting fight. This is going to be one of the biggest fights of the night. I cannot wait for this fight. You don't even
0: need me here. <laughs> <laughs> taking over the host. Yeah, <laughs> Stepe, take it on Alistair Overeem. Uh, and, and have you watched any of the embedded stuff? No, I have not. Stepe is the funniest fighter I've I've seen. I've
1: seen older embedded stuff of Stepe. Stepe Stipe is a trickster. He,
0: what he what he did was or what he was doing on this one where he where he was like calling people. I mean, he'd be like, hey, one more thing. And then hang up, <laughs> <laughs> and then people would call him back. Like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, ah, oh, nothing. Just, uh, anyways, I I, I love Stepa. Stepa's funny, and and the reaction he had when he beat Fabricio. I'm, I'm world the world champ.
1: champ. I'm the world champ it's in awesome. Brazil in his hometown. That was a very iconic moment.
0: And, and let's let's jump in on this fight because you know Overeem, obviously former Dream champion, former K1 kickboxer, uh, kickboxing champion. Yes, he is uh, former Strikeforce champion. A lot of a lot of accolades under Overeem's uh, Overeem's uh, belt. But yes, uh, he is. doesn't have that uh, elusive UFC belt. Yeah, yeah, the one title
1: that has eluded him his whole uh, entire mixed martial arts career, his whole combative career. Is it time? Is is is, is the UFC heavyweight champion? Is it time belt.
0: that he finally gets it? Oh man, you
1: know what? We've talked about Fabricio Verdun being the long time heavyweight champ, and even before that, we talked about Cain Velasquez being the long time heavyweight champ.
0: Well, no one's been able to defend, defend the belt twice, more
1: than twice. Yeah. Steve Miocic is a very economical smart fighter he likes to utilize his angles in his boxing well he's got very good movement with his footwork he's got very good uh, defensive striking he's also got very good grappling as well he likes to level change a lot he'll give you different looks You won't know if uh, he's going to strike with you or if he's going to take you down he's got very crisp boxing crisp combination smooth combinations Alistair Overeem as you said is the K1 World Grand Prix heavyweight champion that means that he is the best striker in the world today. He is the best. You know what? K1 actually made up a rule because of Alistair Overeem and his dominance. Alistair Overeem would just drive his knee into opponents up against the ropes and beat them up. K1 has now established that you cannot utilize your knees unless you're engaging in the clinch. Alistair Overeem was just monstrous with his knees with his Muay Thai. He's got monstrous striking. He knocked out Travis he, I'm sorry. He's knocked out uh, he actually got knocked out by Travis Brown. Excuse me. In a me.
0: weird in a weird fight. Yeah. Where Travis just kept throwing uh teep kicks and, well, you and know
1: what? caught him at that time Alistair Overeem was utilizing a lot of heavy lifting. You know he got pop feroids. Yeah. He utilized a lot of heavy lifting in his early days and his heydays so that he can knock out guys in the first round and just get him out of there mm-hmm. now with the high level UFC heavyweight you can't do that you can't do that with someone like Stephen Miocic because he's just going to weather the storm and wear you out in the later rounds now Alistair Overeem's m- more of the wiser heavyweight and he's utilized all of his tools in his bread basket to to, to to better himself and to better his UFC career and what better way for a UFC heavyweight championship belt to, uh, to add to the feather in his cap to the many feathers in his cap this is going to be a very hard fight to pick um I would have to pick Stipe Miocic because of the fact that he's extremely smart. He's a very smart fighter. He's looked at all aspects of this fight. I think this is going to be a very interesting fight to watch. I think this is Stipe's fight to win. Alistair Overeem, if Alistair Overeem utilizes his range and his kicks, and if he's very smart as well, then he can win this fight. But if if, if Stipe utilizes his superior footwork I, and his boxing, I think that Stipe will
0: win. See, I... I think all logic says it's Overeem's time. Overeem's going to be motivated. Overeem's gonna. Overeem's gonna. You know, use all these skills that he's developed over the years. His and, Muay
1: Thai, and, his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
0: He. I mean, he's. He. If he wins this, it's going to be his fiftieth win in mixed martial arts in his professional mixed mar, mar, martial arts career. I mean, he's been around so much. He. He. He's he submitted
1: been, Vitor Belfort. He.
0: He. He's been around so much. He. He knows the game, and I think all logic says that uh, you know Overeem wins this, but Bay's in Cleveland. Stipe is Cleveland. Yes. Stipe has the Q on his side. Yes. This is going to be a, the loudest, I think, UFC event since we've gone to Canada or Brazil. Ireland. Yeah, or Ireland. This is going to be insane I think Stipe is going to be motivated I think Stipe is just going to be coming in there and needing to get a win on his home turf and because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to deal where he lives and people being like oh you couldn't even win in Cleveland people aren't going to want to want to see that I think he's going to be motivated I think he's just going to use the Cleveland stuff alone I think he's going to win and and I, I think I think Overeem's the better fighter I think Overeem all around is a better fighter on the ground striking he's obviously got those deadly kicks those deadly knees but I think Stipe is gonna win. I don't know how. I think he's probably gonna you know catch him and knock him out. But
1: Stipe is a very economical fighter. He's a very smart heavyweight fighter, and you have to be. You have to be when you're fighting at the heavyweight division because any one punch can knock you out in the heavyweight division. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. But I agree. I think that Stipe Miocic is gonna win.
0: I think Stipe is gonna use that home t- home crowd advantage to uh, to get the win. But but this is the first time in the MMA minutes that we've ever had three. Differing picks. I have CM Punk. You have Mickey Gall. You have Jessica Andrade. I have Yon Calderwood. You have Jimmy Rivera. I have Uriah Faber. We both have Fabricio and we both have Steve It's gonna Miotic. be a very interesting card to watch. If CM Punk wins, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna I'm gonna streak. I'm gonna streak. If he comes out to a Cult of Personality and he comes out and just and beats Mickey Gall, I'm I'm not. I'm not gonna shut up about it. CM Punk's gonna break the internet, regardless of what happens on UFC 203. I'm gonna be the most <laughs> annoying person to do a show with next week, either because I will be talking, because I'll be so sad, or I will be just Ecstatic. saying. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see CM Punk win? Did you see CM Punk win? I'm rooting for CM Punk. I hope the kid wins. And I don't think Danny's rooting against him. I think he's just using logic. Uh, but uh, nothing
1: yeah. against CM Punk. I don't want to take anything yeah. away from CM Punk. The fact
0: that he got here is is fantastic. Yeah, it's not like absolutely. something where he's just getting a paycheck. The fact
1: that he's stepping up in competition, and I mean stepping up in competition. Stepping into a competition alone. And the biggest stage in combat sports. Good on CM Punk
0: I, I th- I'm I, I'm, I'm excited I'm excited for UFC 203 204 is coming up U- UFC 204 already sold out Bisping versus Henderson 2 That's going to tra- be a great fight we That's going to be an amazing fight we, we talked about 205 at Madison Square Garden 206 might be the return of GSP
1: and This is going to be one of the biggest years in MMA history is, Ever
0: 2016, 2016 is going to be awesome this for the UFC. Fun, <laughs> and it's not over yet No it's not and If CM Punk wins It's going to be the year of Punk But anyways <laughs> It's going to Wrap this up. you the punks. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you're on SoundCloud, thank you so much. Hit that like button if you if you feel so generous. Uh, and, and again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was our UFC 203 preview. We talked a little bit about UFC 205. We'll be back next week to recap UFC 203 and talk about the upcoming mixed martial art fights that are uh, that, that are going on. I think Bellator's got an, an upcoming event. Poirier I mean, versus Johnson. Yeah, Poirier, Poirier versus Johnson is coming up in the Hall UFC. Versus,
1: Hall, Hall versus Bronson. It's Hall versus Bronson. Awesome. So there,
0: there's there's a lot going on, and I think. There's consecutive MMA for uh, or consecutive UFC, uh, uh, just events, like uh, in for a couple a couple weeks now. I think like eight straight weeks. There's, for a while, there's UFC. Yes. So definitely excited. Definitely a lot going on. Again, thank you so much if you're listening, Danny. The thank fall you so event,
1: much. the fall season is not the fall of mixed martial arts. It's
0: just going to take off from here, folks. <laughs> yes, it will be. So, Danny, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much. I'm loving it. It's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next week.